There's no place like the Cube. Family, this is your favorite queer radio personality, Anna Deshawn, and this is Queer News. Your favorite weekly news pod where race and sexuality meet politics, culture, and entertainment. Now, I really need you to tap in because I know how it is. Y'all hear this same intro every week and y'all kind of tune me out till we get to the stories or maybe past those beginning ads. I don't know. (laughs) But I really need y'all to tap in right now, okay? Okay, y'all listening? Okay, you hear me? Okay, so I want to know more about you. I want to know more about what you like about the show. I want to know more about what you want to see with the show. So you know what I did? Mm Mm-hmm, I did. I made a little quick survey. It's real quick, I promise. It'll take you maybe three to four minutes to complete. But it's going to help me dream about what the show looks like for 2024. I want to create programming and tell the stories you want to hear more of. So this survey is going to help me with that. Now, if you take the survey, you automatically get added to our raffle to win a $50 gift card. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mail it to you myself, okay? Now, you can find the link to the survey in the show notes, but you can also find it on my IG and TikTok profiles. Thank you so much in advance for completing the survey, and it will be open until December 15th. A couple of weeks ago, you heard me report about Sakia Gunn. And I had an opportunity to actually speak with her cousin and best friend, Valencia Bailey, who was there that tragic night. Valencia shared with me what happened, how her life has been for the last 20 years, and what that street naming in Sakia's honor meant, and just how significant that moment was. Well, if you want to hear the story, you know what you got to do. You got to join the cute crew. The Q Crew is our queer news community, where you receive a weekly email sharing our top queer news stories, an unedited video from me about those top queer news stories, and now some exclusive interviews like this interview with Valencia. The Q Crew helps to supplement the cost of this pod. Podcast hosting, editing, marketing, PR, travel, honey, it goes on and on, okay? (laughs) But if you believe in the work we do, If you believe LGBTQ stories need to be amplified, if you love and respect how I report on the news and tell our stories, join the Q crew like our latest member, Lucian. Welcome, Lucian. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, you know you want to join. This link is in the show notes. Now for the news. A non-binary teacher in Florida is fired under the Don't Say Gay law. Danica Rome becomes Virginia's first trans state senator. T.J. Osborne and Tracy Chapman win at the Country Music Awards. The Las Vegas Aces two-time champion Chelsea Gray makes a baby announcement on Instagram. And Megan Rapinoe plays in her last match. Let's go, family. Hello, the world. We are They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we are sisters that want to tell you about lesser known murders. Our cases are always compelling, maybe even a little scary, with just enough banter to keep it interesting. You can find us at theywillkill.com. Or anywhere you listen to podcasts. See you there. See ya.
You are now tuned in to higher frequencies. We do this frequently. Turn your radio station to E3 for that decency. Listen to great music and the latest movement. Safe listening for anyone that's tuned in. Who you waking up to? Anna Deshaun, Q Crew and Friends. It's that real talk. Online radio with the spins. You caught up in traffic, frustrated. Just check in with E3 to shift your vibrations and get elevated. That's queer radio done right. Choose to be yourself. That's the only way to live life. And that's how it's done here. Just know y'all tuned in to the greatest. Ain't no competition. We ain't worried about the other stations. Check. Our top story today is coming out of Florida. We're all very familiar with the Don't Say Gay law. And we should also know that in July of 2023, DeSantis expanded the Don't Say Gay legislation to include teachers and students not being able to use pronouns outside of the sex they were assigned at birth. So by law, our trans and non-binary siblings who live in Florida and go to school in Florida public schools cannot be identified as who they authentically are. Well, teacher A.B. Very identifies as non-binary, and so they use the pronouns of they, them. And so in turn, they let their principal know about the change and also that they like their title to be changed as well, from Miss or Mrs. to Mix. When it's written, it's spelled M-X, period. Well, the principal didn't say much in the moment, but a month later, the principal came back and said, you really need to change that. Well, A.V. said, what about other words like professor, teacher, coach, doctor? The school did not permit those either. So in turn, A.V. has been fired from the school. A.V.'s been teaching for the last 15 years. And in reports, they say how terrible they feel because they know the strain that the teachers are under. As reported in LGBTQ Nation, Florida's Education Association President Andrew Sparr said back in September, there were more than 7,000 teacher and support staff vacancies across the state of Florida. He said that the parental rights in education and Stop Woke Acts have contributed to the crisis. Well, of course they have. There aren't enough teachers in Florida. And so they feel bad that the workload is going to fall on their former colleagues. But hear what A.B. had to say. I can fight this fight. I can be unemployed for a little while. Citing their husband's income, they said, I feel very strongly in standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And so A.B. has filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and is looking to challenge this Florida law. A.V. also says that they understand the school is in a tough position. They have to follow Florida law. But the fact is, Florida law is not in alignment with the Constitution. And A.V. said, basically, I'm fighting. Now, the catch is the fight is expensive. So A.V. is looking for foundational and organizational support in hopes that someone will take up their case. So I'm calling out all the organizations that do this work Please see if you can support A.V. because we have to fight against the laws in order for laws to change. That's just how this thing works. In politics today, I got some good news, okay? And these last couple of weeks have been kind of sad. I know it, y'all. But (laughs) this is some good news. Coming out of Virginia, we got to give a big congratulations, okay? One of the moments of the week 
Danica Rome becomes Virginia's first trans state senator. Now, what's really dope about this is that she actually becomes only the second trans state senator in all of United States history, okay? This is a history-making moment. And what I love about Danica Rome, after doing some research and seeing her on some interviews on YouTube, is that she is a hometown girl, okay? She loves the people of her town, and she wants to represent them. She said, I'm grateful the people of Virginia's 30th Senate District elected me to continue representing my lifelong home of Western Prince William County and Greater Manassas. The voters have shown they want a leader who will prioritize fixing roads, feeding kids, and protecting our land instead of stigmatizing trans kids or taking away our civil rights. I know that's right. I like these people in Virginia, okay? <laughs> now, do y'all want to know what's really dope about this win is that she defeated a Republican opponent by three percentage points, okay? And not just any Republican, a Republican who was endorsed by the state's governor. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first time that Danica has beat a conservative Republican in Virginia. She did this six years ago and made history then as well. President and CEO of the LGBTQ Plus Victory Fund. If you're not familiar with Victory Fund, definitely check them out. They support LGBTQ candidates looking to run for office. It's a wonderful organization. Well, the president and CEO, Anise Parker, said this. Rome's win on Tuesday serves as a deafening rebuke to bigots who continue to try and silence the LGBTQ plus community and trans people in particular. Danica faced an unprecedented deluge of anti-trans hate on the campaign trail, but she was not phased nor distracted. I can only imagine the type of hate she experienced on the campaign trail, but she didn't stay focused on it. She focused on all the love she was receiving and came out victorious, okay? Yes, she did. And she wasn't the only one. According to the Victory Fund, eight other queer candidates won legislative seats in the state of Virginia last Tuesday, including three who weren't even incumbents. The Victory Fund has been calling these LGBTQ wins the rainbow wave, and they say they've tracked more than 200 victories for the LGBTQ plus community when it comes to candidates running for office this year. How dope is that? Yo! Can we shout that from some rooftops? I'm gonna shout that on TikTok this week. Look out for the video, okay? Now, this feels like a great time to take a quick break. We just got a couple of ads and then we'll be back with culture and entertainment news. I'm Darren. And I'm Esther. And this is Second Sunday, a podcast about black queer folk finding, keeping, and sometimes losing faith. This season's full of candid conversations. We're talking to theologians, artists, activists, and community members living at the intersections of faith, spirituality, and identity. The saints ain't ready for this. But we're still going to talk about it. Second Sunday starts October 4th. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Second Sunday is a Cube original podcast and is part of the PRX Big Questions Project. Family, welcome to the second half of the show. And we're kicking off culture and entertainment news with the Country Music Awards. Do y'all love country music? 
I'm not here saying I love, love country music or that I follow country music, but if country music is on, I'm not bothered. <laughs> they always have such beautiful stories. And the music, depending on who's giving it, can be really soulful. Now my challenge is you can walk in a country music room full of people who love country music, child, and you just don't know what the politic gonna be. It might not be a safe place, period. But the music, the music is good. Now last Wednesday, the 57th annual Country Music Awards took place in Nashville, Tennessee. And we had some queer folks win. Okay, so we gotta take some time and show them some love. T.J. Osborne, half of the Osborne Brothers, won for Vocal Duo of the Year. Mm-hmm. And the one that really caught my attention was the icon, the one, the only, okay, Tracy Chapman taking home Song of the Year and simultaneously becoming the first black songwriter to ever win in that category. And may I say and lean into the fact that she will also be the first black lesbian songwriter to ever win in that category. Yep, she's never said that out loud, but we claim her mm -hmm, and we know it's true. Mm -hmm. Now, what caught me off guard was that Tracy Chapman hasn't come out with new music and I don't know when. OK, and it's not that she has to. She also is a very private person, so she doesn't do interviews. A matter of fact, I can't remember the last time I've seen Tracy Chapman. But she took home Song of the Year with her 1988, yes, you heard me, 1988 hit, Fast Car. That's right, because Fast Car was recently recorded by singer Luke Combs, and it shot up to the charts again for a second time. So Tracy won with him for Song of the Year, but then Luke won on his own for Single of the Year. I don't even know how that works. But either way, Tracy Chapman came out a winner again. And if you don't know who Tracy Chapman is, she is a multi-platinum singer-songwriter who has won four Grammy Awards, okay? Two of her songs have reached the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. And her number one hit, Fast Car, was named one of the best songs of all time by Rolling Stone. Now, funny thing, when I started researching more about this story and trying to see if I could find Tracy Chapman, okay, what came up was this little-known black lesbian fact that Alice Walker and Tracy Chapman had this love affair. Yes, and y'all know Alice Walker. She is the famed author of The Color Purple, amongst many other things. Well, she has a book that came out last year called Gathering Blossoms Under Fire. She did this interview with Gail King, and she calls Tracy Chapman one of her great loves. Chile, who need to go get Alice Walker's book? Me, mm -hmm, me. <laughs> but let me get back to this story. Congratulations, TJ Osborne, the Brothers Osborne duo. Okay, congratulations to Tracy Chapman and to Luke Combs. Family, let's round out today's episode with some sports news, okay? Saturday night, Megan Rapino, at 38 years young, laced up her cleats for her final soccer match of her career. Her OL reign was playing in the National Women's Soccer League Championship against Gotham FC. 
Now, family, in no storybook ending, just three minutes into the game, Rapino went down, holding her leg with an injury. They brought the stretcher out and everything for her, but she waved it off, limped off the field for really the final time. Megan is one of the greatest soccer players of all time. She is a two-time world championship. She has a gold medal. She's got a bronze medal. She's been on four World Cup teams, okay? And she is a four-time Olympian. Not to mention she's engaged to one of the best to ever do it in the WNBA in Sue Bird, okay? And it's not just her sports and professional accomplishments that makes her the icon that she is for so many but it has so much to do with the work that she does off the field, especially how important and crucial she was in the fight for equal pay when it came to women in soccer. Megan Rapino, thank you for all that you have done, and I look forward to seeing what the next chapter holds because sky is the freaking limit. And in our last sports story of the day, we just got to sneak in a big congratulations to Chelsea Gray, the three-time WNBA champion and current guard for the Las Vegas Aces announced on Instagram that her and her wife are expecting a baby. So happy for them. It's that time, family, to close out the podcast with a word, and you already know Anna's always got a word. Did you hear the Byard Rustin movie is coming out November 17th? Yes, it is on Netflix, and I'm going to need y'all to check it out, okay? We're going to need these ratings and these views and these streams to be high, okay? Because this film is absolutely brilliant. I had the chance to see it while I was in L.A. at the Glad Black Creative Summit. Tears, okay? Tears. And so it feels only fitting as we get ready for the world to learn more about Bayard Rustin or just to learn about him, period to end the pod with a quote from Rustin. This quote says, if I do not fight bigotry wherever it is, bigotry is thereby strengthened. And to the degree that it is strengthened, it will thereby have the power to turn on me. We gotta keep fighting because even if you think the fight is not about you, if you think the fight is not for you, let me tell you, let me tell you, if the fight is successful, it will be, the fight will be coming directly to you. Till next week, family. Peace. If you enjoyed what you heard, rate and review us inside your favorite podcasting app. This podcast is written and produced by me, Anna Deshawn. Podcast editing by Experience J of Just Listen Media. And brought to you by E3 Radio, your number one queer radio station playing queer music and reporting on queer news in high rotation.